You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Desperate Housewives. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Desperate Housewives news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's AfterBuzz TV for Desperate Housewives. Hey everybody, how you doing? I'm Derek Shore. Welcome back to Desperate Housewives. It is season 8, the final season. This was episode 10, and thanks for all of you who are tuning in live and hung in there with us. Our screening went a little long tonight. As you can see, I'm the only person here in the studio, although if you were watching before the show started, you might have seen our producer Phil running around in the studio. Roxy is traveling. Sarah, I guess, is moving to New Zealand for a few months. So um, hopefully next week Roxy will be back and we can chat about the housewives. But in the meantime, any of you who are tuning in right now live, feel free to check in and chat. It's the little box uh, on the top right of your screen if you're watching here on Ustream. Just check in using one of your social networking usernames and passwords and send in your comments or questions. And if you want to call and uh, and talk to me live on the air, you can call 424-256-1729. So in tonight's episode... There, so, Real quick, Derek, just yeah. do me one quick favorite. Yeah. Turn that mic the other way. It'll pick Which up way? better. We want to make you sound sexy for all viewers out there, right? You're saying that I wasn't sexy before? So? Uh, the look was, but we want to make you sound perfect. Yes. Okay, hopefully that's perfect. That so is. this this storyline keeps evolving with the show. And I know I, I'm usually the, the first to complain about the fact that they take so many breaks and it was the holidays. So we haven't seen Desperate Housewives for about a month. But in the last episode, the very last thing we saw take place was Chuck getting hit by that car, a dark sedan uh, cruising through, and Chuck is no longer part of the equation. So, of course, the women on the lane are relieved that this guy is not going to be hounding them anymore, calling them into the police station and, and asking them all kinds of questions. And it's really interesting how I think a lot of these characters have come full circle. Like Gabby, for instance. Gabby is like back to her old self now. And honestly, I think she has some of the best writers on this show. Uh, her, her team of writers or whoever is writing her one-liners, I thought she was hilarious. This episode, there were some times when I really was just laughing out loud. Uh, I mean, classic Gabby when, when Carlos is missing from rehab and she hasn't seen him for a day and she's so worried, A, worried about his safety, B, also worried that he was maybe the person who ran down Chuck and killed him. And I love when Carlos is in the bed upstairs in the house and a little bit confused and and disoriented and Gabby runs in. She's like, honey, it's okay. Tell me where you were last night. I'll be supportive. I promise. I won't judge. And then he's like, huh, huh, like says something that's unintelligible. And she's like, 
where were you, you pathetic booze hound? And she like slaps him across the face. Classic Gabby, and I love that. And I thought that was particularly important in this episode. That comic relief was so necessary because it was such a dark, depressing episode. I mean, tonight, when when this episode started and we saw Brie again in that horrible motel room, horrible from like a design sense. You know how I feel about about brown, Phil, right? It's one of my favorite colors, but I don't think anyone's living space should be entirely brown. That's for another show, though. So she's sitting there in this depressing motel room, and I'm thinking, no, Brie, don't kill yourself in this ugly motel. At least do it at, you know, a nice hotel. And she's she's about to put the gun to her head, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to see? Because rumors are that a major character on the show will die at some point this season. Bree's too good to kill off, though, right? We knew she wasn't going to die. And at that moment, luckily, there is Renee pounding at the door. And in true Renee fashion, she kicks it down with her foot because she thinks that Bree and Ben have been having a little fling. Well, it turns out, obviously, that, you know, Bree is not in there with Ben, but she's about to kill herself. And I like seeing this other side of Bree because I don't know if you guys were have felt this same way this season. And I made this comment on the show about a month ago, but I felt like when Nicolette Sheridan's character uh, left the lane or was, you know, was um, electrocuted so dramatically, I felt like Vanessa Williams' character, Renee, stepped into that same exact role. It was so cookie-cutter where suddenly there is this woman living on the lane who tries to sleep with people's husbands and is constantly flirting, is wearing sexy outfits and all of that. And I felt like Vanessa Williams was not, you know, it just seemed like not the most exciting role for her to play because she was always just, you know, doing exactly what Nicolette Sheridan did. But I liked this episode because it showed the more human side of Renee. And clearly, once she realized Brie needed help, Renee really stepped in and took that maternal role and tried to uh, make sure that, that Brie was not going to harm herself. And that was a really intense moment. I mean, I would say as as episodes go, when, when, a, when a main character like Brie almost takes her life, that was really a dramatic way to start the episode. So I was glad that things, um, you know, again, glad that we had comic relief from Gabby, glad that things played out the way that they did. Now, um, Susan, Susan and Tom, if anyone agrees with me here or disagrees, please just say something in our in our Ustream chat or, or feel free to call in. You know the, the guy, um, James Denton, who plays Mike Delfino, Susan's husband? He used to have – I mean, of course, like as this, as this series has evolved and we've seen so many seasons go by – Sometimes characters are featured heavily, other times we don't see them so often. And I feel like for James Denton, you know, there's another example of an actor who he's got to be bored to death with this role because he used to have storylines that really kind of involved him and he was a sexy plumber guy and people were really into him. And now I just feel like he's kind of like the angry husband almost. It's almost it's almost as if he has lost his patience with Susan. And I have not seen his character as really a supportive husband type. You know, Susan is obviously a little flighty and a little neurotic and we see her 
act out in some sort of silly way. So I can see how it's realistic for him to lose patience with her at times. But I feel like his character has become so one-dimensional as well because he uh, – He's just always like, oh, Susan, you're not going to New York. What, you're putting your suitcase in the cab? No, well, I'm the husband and I'm making the decision and my plumbing job is here in, in uh, you know, Fairview or whatever. So, I don't know, I'm getting a little bored with him. Am, am I a little too bitter, guys? I think maybe... Um I think maybe I am. I also, you know, we're we're 10 episodes in this season, which means we're about halfway through the season. Not a lot of episodes left. So it'll be interesting to see how how some of these storylines start to wrap up or, you know, which storylines the writers choose to sort of leave hanging. Um, Lynette and Tom, this has been a source of much speculation. If you tune into AfterBuzz, uh, regularly, we know we sort of have a predictions uh, section, and it's, it usually doesn't come until the end of the show. But I think we need to to mention it at the beginning uh, of this show because Tom and Lynette certainly seem to still have a strong connection. And in fact, even at one point this episode, Tom said to Lynette, "No matter what, you just you you mean so much to me." I think I wrote his quote somewhere. Um, in spite of everything, you still mean the world to me. And he says that to her when they're at Chuck's funeral. But it's interesting to see how how these two characters have have split up and then sort of come back together because Lynette goes to Tom and stops him on the way to Paris with his girlfriend Jane. She goes on without him. He stayed to help her out. And we've seen Tom being really impatient with Lynette in the last few episodes because he feels like she's trying to just mess up his relationship that he's trying to start with this woman, Jane. But I felt like tonight was certainly a turning point in the episode because Lynette was chatting with Tom about his girlfriend, Jane, and and saying, well, you know, maybe you should go to Paris with her and find out if she's going to make you happy. That was the whole point we separated. This time apart was all about finding that out. So I don't know. I, I'm, I am predicting prematurely, perhaps, that we will see Tom and Lynette patch things up pretty soon because he really, the, you know, for me, the, the turning point was really when they were sitting in the kitchen at the table and he had, he was just kind of going off on Lynette. He was really angry because this was the aftermath of him just finding out that she was an accessory to murder. And he said, how could you do this? Blah, 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 going off and off, going on and on and on. And then she said to him, you know what? Right now, I just need support. I don't need a lecture. Just need support, don't need a lecture. And how many of you out there, I know that I can certainly relate to that line, whether it's been someone I've been dating or my family at home. Sometimes things get heated and someone wants to go off and and you know, you know you made a mistake. I mean, clearly Lynette knows that if she could go back, maybe they would do things differently. But I thought it was nice that Tom paused and he said, okay, you're right. I will figure out a way to fix this. That was pretty big, and I think that that was indicative of a turning point. So I guess we'll just sort of leave it to find out what happens in the future, but my prediction is that they get back together. So jumping back over to to Bree, Bree and Renee seem to have this budding friendship that comes on slowly because as soon as Bree is able to get um, out of the motel room and, and back into her home – uh, Renee is there 
working in the kitchen and she's essentially announced to Brie, I'm moving in and like it or not, I'm here until you sort things out, until you're not a danger to yourself. I love that she took her shoelaces out of her shoes and she took the, what did she take, the shower curtain off the shower rod and and Brie said, why, why did you do that? And she said, it was just ugly, I wanted to get rid of it. So we see Renee really taking a hard line, like, I am your friend, and I am staying here, and you will be fine. And Brie really hates that, because as an independent woman, she wants her space back. She says she'll be fine. Of course, we see her still drinking wine, which I thought was an interesting choice, but I guess Brie is now, is she an alcoholic or not? Does anyone know? I mean, she was an alcoholic before. I guess once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. But we may see Brie drinking for the rest of the eighth season, eighth and final season. So prepare prepare yourselves for that. But um, Brie is getting really annoyed with Renee. And at one point, Brie essentially says, I want you out of my house. Please, why did you turn on the light? Please just leave the room and turn off the light on your way out. And that's when we see Renee saying, you know what? I'm not going to lose you. I already lost someone, and it's not going to happen again. So that's our first indication that Renee has experienced this before. Someone close to her has killed herself. And then at Chuck's funeral, we find out that this person is actually Renee's mother. Again, a softer side of Renee. I like seeing that with these one-dimensional characters that you find out actually have feelings. Then it actually starts to make sense because – Renee's character, if she experienced that kind of trauma, dramatic trauma, when she was a school-aged girl coming home and finding her mother dead, that's a pretty major thing. So maybe like all of the sexy clothes, it makes me like her more. You know, as as a viewer, I think you like a character more when you realize they've been through a hard time or when you can relate to, to something that they are going through that perhaps you've gone through in your own life. And so I think we're starting to see that with Renee's character. And I hope that Again, not many episodes left, but I hope that we can continue to see her character develop a little bit more. And what shocked me is even that same scene before before the funeral, but the same scene where Bree said, "Just turn off, turn, make sure you turn off the light on your way out." She essentially said, "You know what? We're not we're not friends. We're not friends and you know, we're friendly, you've come to my house, we talk, we're pleasant, but that doesn't really mean we're friends. And that was, whoa, ouch. I mean, to have someone say that to you, I can imagine is is kind of tough. But she she really took that a little hard. And then you see it, it really come full circle when they are at the funeral and Brie reaches over to Renee and says, you know what, the fact that you were the one who saved my life. I'll always remember that, and that makes me realize you are the best friend that anyone could ever have. So in true Desperate Housewives fashion, uh, we see we see 180 from one of these characters. Five minutes beforehand, Bree is saying, we're not friends, we're friendly, we're not friends, and then suddenly they are best friends. So that'll be interesting to see how that develops. And also on the heels of all of this drama that's been going on with covering up the the hiding of the body in the woods, Bree and Lynette still do not have a great friendship. Susan is still kind of on the outs. We don't really see her interacting much with the other neighbors except when they show up to announce Chuck's death. So I think the women will have to become friends again, right? I mean, how could they not? It's Desperate Housewives. Let's steer away from the storyline just for a minute and 
talk about HD television. So tonight for the special segment, and I hope some of you will chime in on this because I know other people are noticing this as well. We have here at AfterBuzz, we've got this great screening room where when we watch anything, uh, it's enormous. It's like watching a feature film. And tonight I was really noticing these – a lot of these women, you know, HD television, when HD started becoming the standard, the the whole industry obviously had to change not only like techno, technologically, but makeup and hair also had to, to change. Not only how much makeup or foundation was applied to someone's face, but also the kind of makeup that's being formulated has totally changed for HD television. And um, I, I wish my friend Jenna – was available. My friend and makeup artist Jenna was available tonight. She could talk to the, talk to us about the science behind this. But have, has anyone else noticed? Now you can see every little thing on people's faces, and it's funny. Just this morning, uh, my boyfriend and I were having brunch with a couple friends. And one of the guys is works on a primetime, highly rated ABC show. May or may not be Housewives. We can we can't talk about what show he works on because it's a bit of secret information he gave us at brunch, but we were talking about hair extensions and fillers and Botox and surgeries and all of this stuff that goes on. Incidentally, my boyfriend works for the company that makes Botox. It's Allergan, and he does clinical trials for them. And so everything from Latisse that makes eyelashes grow and fillers like Botox. And anyway, this is L.A. It's Hollywood. I know people get fillers and plastic surgery everywhere. But if you're an actress and your face is your paycheck or your body's your paycheck or your hair is part of your paycheck, you're probably going to pay a lot of money to have that done. And spending three hours in the makeup chair and hair chair every single day is part of what makes you look so glamorous. But we were talking specifically about hair extensions this morning. And my friend, who shall remain nameless, said – Oh, yeah, you know, 90% of the actresses who are doing well, who are actually working actresses, have hair extensions. It's just the way it's done. They're uncomfortable. You've got to sew them in. After a while, they start looking ratty if you don't take care of them. But that was all I could think about tonight when the in one of the very first scenes when we see Lynette sitting at the breakfast table. Lynette and Tom are having their argument. Lynette is sitting there, and I know she's supposed to have that morning hair look. But it was sort. It was. It wasn't just like morning matted hair. It was like morning lioness waking up in in like the African, you know, safari jungle, whatever. I was like, oh my gosh, Felicity, those are some major, major hair extensions. So if you haven't noticed before, take a look at these shows. I mean, these women have so much hair. And well, wasn't course- it? Uh, that's why it was a huge deal when uh, Terry Hatcher did that video with her without any makeup. You remember that story? I think we did it in season seven. No. You remember that? Come on, season seven when we covered Desperate. Was I out that week? I must uh, have been out that week. But I maybe. do But I do know that a lot of t- like female television hosts and actresses were doing that same thing, Phil, where they – like Kathy Lee and Hoda on the Today Show. They did a whole, a whole show with no makeup once. Um, I do shows all the time with no makeup. I don't see what the big deal is. Do you think I need hair extensions? Phil, do I need hair extensions? Uh, we, we should do a comparison, mm. Derek, with and without hair extensions. You know what? Um, I, I should bring in some photos because in my day I have had some pretty killer dues and some pretty large, large hair dues that one would probably think I was wearing hair extensions. But 
this stuff is not cheap, by the way. I wish, you know, I wish Matt would call in because he could tell us exactly how how much uh, a session of Botox fillers go. Actually, you know what? Someone else who shall remain nameless, a person from my past life, uh, used to go and get Botox fillers. And it was like $500 just to do the lines on the forehead. I know I know I'm pointing to lines on my forehead as if I have lines on my forehead. No, I really do. Um, doesn't everybody? There are lines on your forehead. Do you really need to fill them? Anyway, this person I knew used to fill those lines on his or her forehead. It's $500. So if you go in and you're doing your whole face, that's a crazy amount of money. But I guess if you are Felicity Huffman or – I've got a price for you. It says $11 oh. per unit. Now, I don't know what a unit is. But that's $11 per unit. That's pretty. Oh, that's a different kind of unit I'm thinking of. I'm kidding. I have no idea what unit it is. I was just saying unit, like, because that's a fun word to say. Thank you, Phil, for that info. But, but can anyone tell us what, how many units, how many units would you need in your face? Because I know women will do Botox right here on their upper lip. They start to get those lines. And, uh, oh my gosh, there's so much you could do. I was. I have all of these like personal stories. But yesterday, I happened to be in a certain location where I saw a woman getting her upper lip threaded. Do you guys know what threading is? Where the the person like a lot of Indian women do this in salons, and in LA it's becoming bigger. But instead of like waxing part of your body, you can get it threaded. Where one end of the thread goes in your mouth, the other hand and goes into one hand, and then the other hand is like working it like. And you're like ripping the hair out. And this woman in this place where I was yesterday was having all of this hair ripped out of – anyway, the things people will do for beauty. Who knows? You know, 20 years from now, I'll probably show up with a face that's so Botoxed out that it can't move. But I thought that was an interesting an interesting thing to have a bit of insider information from, from a, a makeup artist for one of these ABC shows telling us about what the actresses do. And um, he would be so busted if you guys actually knew who he was. But you don't. So let's move on. Um, let's go back to Brie and oh, – not Brie. We've talked enough about Brie. Are you guys as bored with Brie as I am? I hope so because we're not going to talk about her anymore unless someone would actually call in 424-256-1729. If you want to chat with me live on the air or offer some of your thoughts about tonight's episode, please call. Guys, I'm lonely. I've got I've – got, um, here's some quick tweet stuff. Um, oh. People really like Renee. And in this episode, they said, uh, you really showed off your acting chops, Renee. Oh. Um, and uh, second, quick shout-out to my friend Paulina, who uh, she's on East Coast time, so she doesn't listen to you live, but she loves uh, she loves Desperate, and so she loves hearing you guys' opinion on that. That is so nice. And, and there's no shred of hope that Paulina could be tuned in watching right now, no? No, no chance Paulina's tuned in right now. Okay, next episode, we're going to give a shout-out to Paulina right at the beginning of the episode so she knows how much we appreciate her love and support. And for all of you who are just listening to this on iTunes, really, thanks for tuning in because I know maybe you are listening in your car or secretly listening at your boring job if it's that boring that you have to listen to a podcast. If you're, if you're listening to me at work, oh, my gosh, you must be super boring. Because I don't know if I could keep anyone awake. Real quick, could I tell you a fun story? Yeah, please. Um, uh, so, by the way, you know, uh, as Derek's mentioning this, you know, A, first off, our podcasts are completely free. So, uh, tell your friends. If you want to be an a-hole, you can charge them for money, but we don't <laughs> charge them. But, uh, you know, I, I've heard some stories where, okay, you got, you got, you got to go rock climbing or something like that. 
and people listen to podcasts while rock climbing. I don't condone it. I don't think it's safe. But, it, you know, if you want to catch up on some Desperate Housewives, why not? Wow. Do whatever you got to do. I, I, I Personally, I think more like if you're jogging in the morning and you're on the treadmill, that's fine, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and whatever. But, hey, do what you got to do. Now, Let's- Phil, this person who goes rock climbing listening to the podcast, is that actually you? You are listening to Desperate House. No, no. I, I, this was actual fan mail that has come in uh, for After Buzz TV on another show, I believe. I don't think it was for Desperate. Really? But uh, at the same time, I don't think – I think it was more um, – what do you call those? Um, one of those smarter shows, so it wasn't like a reality show or anything like that. So I don't know how much rock climbing and thinking you could do at the same time, but hey, it goes to show. One of those smarter shows. You know, I, I want to like start the political unit at After Buzz because there is so much. I mean, I know young people have this. There's this idea no one cares about what's going on in the world. I know that about a third of the young people out there at least are paying attention to what's going on. And what an exciting election year, by the way. Don't you think? I think we there there has been a crazy showing of uh, candidates on the Republican side right now. But it's been so interesting because at least it starts a debate and people start talking about these issues. So that's what I want to do for After Buzz. Do you think it can happen, Phil? Can we do that? We can certainly make that happen. I think we should. I think, you know, a smart show, since Desperate Housewives is apparently not smart enough for you to listen to. No, no, no. I, 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 if, if, if you rewind, what I said was a smart show like Desperate Housewives. I'm kidding you. You know, but. I'm kidding you, P.S. Do you know that those are your initials, P.S.? I do. I've known it my whole life. So I could say P.S., P.S., and then I could tell you something interesting. You could. Um, by the way, it, it is as long as, you know, it's, it's fine to put in your earbuds when you are doing a physical activity. But some things like bicycling, like cycling, I am a cyclist, and you, you never want to listen to an iPod when you're doing that because you want to hear the traffic around you. I could have saved your life just like Renee saved uh, Bree's life tonight. You can thank me later. Um, so Gabby and Carlos – Oh my gosh, this is another example. This is another example of Gabby's great writing. Whoever is writing for Eva Longoria, I would be so curious. We've got to get some people uh, this last season on the show who could tell us just what it's like in the writer's room. I swear, Gabby has some of the best lines. And maybe her character just, you know, lends itself to that. But when she shows up at the rehab place to to check Carl or to find out what happened to Carlos, and the guy's like, dude, I told you, we don't know where he is. He checked himself out. It's not prison, it's rehab. People can just leave whenever they want. And she had some of the best one-liners. She said something like, um, what kind of place is this? You let people out just in time to go to happy hour? And then um, as she's still shouting, going off in this tirade as the nurse is walking away, and she says, you know, this place is awful. I have a lot of drunk friends, and I'm going to tell them not to come here. I thought it was funny anyway. Clearly no one else does uh, since they're not chatting with me on Ustream. But she – I think that has been a really great, great character. And one of the things that I love uh, most about Gabby is that Eva Longoria is like this amazing woman, philanthropist in real life who has used her name and her fame to promote some really great money-raising events for for great – causes out there diseases or whatever so so i love when i see someone like her really really stepping out in front and as the housewives go if if you're ever searching for gossip or desperate housewives news eva longoria hands down has has all she has a huge fan base and a huge following and uh she certainly sort of leads the pack when it comes to that so i'll be really interested to see what she does phil weren't we talking recently the eva longoria is producing a project for um for cw isn't she 
I'd have to check. I forget. Uh, but I know she. We, last time we checked in, at least last time we checked in with me, she had like three shows in the works. Yeah, um, she's. And uh, I don't know if you guys talked about this, but she was also on an episode of Hater. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Mario Lopez show right. on CW that that was canceled, but yeah, that's a she was good. She was good on it. I liked I'm, her. And someone hated her. Well, that's the whole premise. Um, they find people who hate a certain celebrity, in this case, Eva Longoria, and uh, the notion was that Eva Longoria wasn't uh, Latino enough or represented Latinos in a bad way. And then eventually what? the whole point is you're trying to convert the hater, and then luckily the hater was converted, I think. Yeah, who could dislike uh, Eva Longoria? That just seems like a waste of time. Hey, why don't we – I just saw a commercial on my screen. But, Phil, why don't we take a commercial and then uh, and then we'll talk about a few more predictions when we come back. We can sort of wrap up a few of the story points that we missed. But uh, stick with us for a minute. We'll do a commercial break and then we'll wrap it up when we get back. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you. A lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds. Like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Oh my gosh, Gabby makes me laugh so much. Did... Did you guys see the part in this episode where she goes down to the police station after after Chuck has been killed and she talks to the other detective and she's fishing for information because she's worried that Carlos, drunk out of his mind, left rehab, mowed down Chuck in his car, and he is the one who obviously killed Chuck, right? So she goes down to the station, is fishing to try to find out info, and she's chatting with the other detective, and she said, hey, do you remember me? I'm friends with Bree. And he's like, that bitch. And she's like, oh, yeah, she's a, she's a total bitch. She had these funny, funny lines where she was, when she's leaving, when she's leaving the police station, she's like, oh, I'll be sure to tell Bree, that bitch. <laughs> it's just, oh, these lines. Oh, my gosh. Maybe it's because I like to imagine that I would be that funny and witty in real life, that I love Gabby's character right now so much. But it's good to see her back in back in stride. Also, I never went to law school. Uh, I went to to UCLA and got my degree there, but it certainly was not a law degree. I was like a creative type. And but tonight in in tonight's episode, when Tom when Lynette gets home and Tom is in the living room with Bob, the neighbor who's the lawyer, and. Tom has confessed to Bob essentially because they need legal help to try to figure out how to how to make sure that Lynette doesn't get put away unbeknownst to them 
Chuck is already dead, so they probably don't have to worry about that. Bob is there, and he's saying, wait a minute, what? Oh, my gosh, like, I I just found out that all of the people at my dinner party uh, committed this crime and hid this body in the woods. Now, when Lynette says, oh, hey, by the way, Chuck is dead, and we don't need to worry about this, um, did anyone else find it a little strange that he just said, oh, okay, I'm leaving now, that's it? I mean, if you're a lawyer and you know that someone has committed a crime, aren't you obligated by the state bar to report that crime, Phil? I mean, that sounds reasonable, right? It I, certainly does, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go ahead and put myself out there by saying yay or nay. Um, yeah, not gonna go there. I mean, I understand that in TV land, as long as things make sense in that little world, it doesn't need to be complete reality, but. There are sometimes, you know, some moments in in these shows when I'm just like, seriously, you just like are gonna walk away just like that, and no big deal. Anyway, one of my one of my little nitpicky things. So, Gabby and Carlos, who knows what's gonna happen with them? I mean, Carlos is out of rehab now and is still drinking like crazy. Will he come out of his his drinking hole? Who knows? I think that the fact that Chuck is now dead, it it solves a few problems, but it also creates a few more problems because as viewers, we're not sure if the storyline has really been put to bed. We don't know if the if the storyline of the women's like sneaking around is also dead along with Chuck. I also thought at the very end when Mike wakes up in bed, again, shirtless, wearing those interesting long blue pajama bottoms. Do two guys really wear long pajama bottoms? That seems like a whole lot of bunchy fabric to get um, caught up in places when you're rolling over in bed. Anyway, um, not my style, but clearly the wardrobe people like it on Housewives. When he wakes up and sees that that Susan is out getting in a cab again with with another set of luggage, I was thinking, great, Susan is f- she's going to go to New York anyway, even though she has this dud of a husband who's not supporting her. She's going to go to New York anyway and pursue her dreams as an artist just to see what happens. And no, we find out she's going to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, to meet with the dead guy's family. To like help her herself feel better. Granted, I know it's probably weighing on her character's mind a lot. She can't deal with this, but honestly, I feel like this storyline is just because Terry Hatcher is going on vacation in the Bahamas and she needs some time off work. So they're like writing her out uh, out of a couple episodes, or who knows? Maybe we'll see her in next week's episode in Oklahoma, but. It's kind of a bizarre turn to that storyline I was not expecting. Also, uh, we saw Brie in the tease for next week's episode. We saw Brie in a swimming pool kissing some unknown dude. So it'll be interesting to see if that develops into anything and if part of Brie's recovery or or stepping away from the, the wine once again involves a boy. I would like to see that happen because we know that she has a a history of dating some interesting guys. And I know if Sarah and Roxy were here tonight, they would mention Brian Austin Green. And for the next half hour, we would be talking about him. So we'll see who Brie ends up dating. Other prediction, uh, Gabby and Carlos. Will will Carlos finally clean up his act? I don't know. We'll find out. Will Brie and Renee's friendship uh, grow stronger? Honestly, I don't know because I didn't see that one coming either. And lastly, Lynette and Tom, 
I absolutely think that they will be getting back together because, I don't know, Lynette and Tom were always like the solid ones on the lane. And I loved the line tonight that Tom said something like, what, out of the, out of the four women, you were always supposed to be the smart one. And it's true. Lynette has always been sort of that solid one. We've seen her, her have have her moments, but she's always been pretty level-headed and something tells me everything is going to be just fine. So I guess I'll end. Phil, thanks for hanging out with me. I'm so glad you're in the booth because who oh, no. else would I talk to? Oh, no problem. I love talking with you, Derek. It's a, it's a shame. I don't know if uh, for the fans that listened to us from the beginning, I'm sure you'll remember me and my stu- stupid opinions, but uh, <laughs> I haven't been they're able to stupid. catch up with uh, with Desperate, but, uh, you know, I'm glad these guys are doing what they're doing and keeping it alive. You do so many shows, and uh, I don't I don't know how you have time to, to watch it all. But I guess that's what being a super fan is all about, right, Phil? That's what it truly is. It yeah. is all about that, and uh, obviously respect you guys. By the way, I, I heard a really good analogy. Uh, you people right now that are listening, you guys are the top of the pyramid, or the bottom, however you want to think it. You, basically, you're the most important part. Without you, there is no me or Derek. Wait, but Phil, you just said you're either the top or the bottom of the pyramid. Which I which said whatever's most they? important. Well, what is most important? Well, if you, if you look at the, um, what is it, the Indians, um, the totem pole, they say uh, the, the bottom of the totem pole, right? Well, it's actually the bottom of the totem pole is the most important because it's, it's what holds everything up. You so, know I mean? so the bottom of the pyramid is holding up the top. I, I'm confusing this metaphor. <laughs> Basically, you guys are the best, and uh, we love doing. Uh, I, I love doing what I do because of you guys, and I know Derek loves it too, right there. I love it. I love it. I love it even more when uh, when Sarah and Roxy are here, so they can make fun of me and how ridiculous I am. Because you know, I know that a lot of what I say doesn't make sense. Sometimes they're like, "Wait, what did you just say?" and a lot of times I don't know what I just said. So thanks for all of you who are tuning in live tonight, watching us. We will be back here next week, same place, same time. We'll start right at 10 next week, Pacific time. And, and uh, tweet Derek at Derek Shore. Yeah, D-E-R-R-I-C-K, Shore, like the ocean. And we've see, I've seen a few comments on uh, YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV and uh, iTunes and all of that. Ustream.com slash AfterBuzz. Right? We, we also we post these on YouTube.com slash oh. AfterBuzzTV. Little known, see, Derek didn't even know that. Oh so, my I, oh my God, we are all over the place. Let me, uh, let me get you restarted right here with, um, what, what I was gonna say. Yeah, so, uh, so I've seen a few comments from, for, from a few fans, and I like that. So keep on, keep on commenting. Yeah, feel free to comment. And you guys, the the check in and chat box on Ustream is great because it doesn't matter which social networking you can sign in with. What it like Gmail or AOL or Ustream or I think or Facebook. Facebook. Yes, you can sign in with your Facebook account. You can just send your comments. I can see the stream right here. So if you don't like what I'm saying, let me know. I would love, love to hear it. So thanks again for tuning in, guys. For Phil in the booth, Phil, say goodnight. Thank you, guys. Good night. Next week, maybe we'll read, have you read us a poem if it's just us again. <laughs> we'll see you back here next week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. I'll buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.